to episode 18 of the Massive Attack. Welcome to my world. And I am your host, Mitch. And with me, as always, is Joe. Hello, Hello Mitch. Joe, how are you? I'm good. So, mini episodes is what we do. Yes. We've been working on a theme of late crappy fantasy films. That's what we've been doing, isn't it? Well, initially it was 80s fantasy films. Yeah. But a couple of them did turn out to be rather crappy. Yes, and this is a bit of an add-on. We weren't planning on doing this one, but we sort of made ourselves do it. We're doing the bar... Is it called the Barbarians or the Barbarian Brothers? No, the Barbarians. It's called the Barbarians, okay. And I'm glad we did because I remember this being good. I'm watching it again now. It was good. It wasn't shit. Well, yeah, that's one way to put it. Yeah. I enjoyed it more than Beastmaster. Quicker, yeah, it's mm. a nice hour and 27 minutes. Turned at a quick pace, it did. It, so, it was, yeah, yeah. For, so, for those playing along at home, we watched the 1987 The Barbarians, starring Peter Paul and, and David Paul. <laughs> no, not Peter Paul and Mary, David Paul and his twin brother Peter, mm. who were collectively known as the Barbarian Brothers. I was assuming after this film, I think so, because of this film, they no, became actually, Barbarian Brothers. They were in DC Cab before this, and they were actually called. David and Peter Barbarian. Oh, okay. Rather than Paul as the son. So they, they wrote this movie around them. I think they must have. Interesting. Hmm. A quick premise of the movie. They are two brothers yes. who start off as young twins, because they are twins, <laughs> in a tribe called the Ragnicks, who apparently have free passage through the universe or through the world because yes. they are the entertainers of the world. And they have a magic ruby that apparently is worth a lot of money. So... Richard Lynch, who you may remember as being the bad guy from Sword and the Sorcerer, mm-hmm. and you mentioned some other movie that you knew him in bad that dream. I hadn't seen. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen that. So for me, he's just the bad guy from Sword and the Sorcerer yep. because we only watched that a couple of months ago. But he decides that he should attack the Ragnicks and try and steal the ruby, but they somehow manage to get the ruby out and hide it. So he kidnaps their queen and puts the two young twins in prison. Mm-hmm. Where they are systematically beaten. There's a there's a prophecy. Yeah, because one of the kids, one of the as a kid, one of them bites two fingers off, and there's a sorcerer, not evil in, but there's a source evil sorcerer a vizier or something to to Richard Lynch saying, oh, they'll have to kill each other or something. So. Yeah, well, he makes a, a promise to Canary the Queen that he will never kill the boys. And they will never die at his hand or a hand of one of his men. Oh, that's right. That's why she was like, well, we'll make them kill each other. So, so they've, they're separated in prison, essentially, and they've grown up and become giants of men. Like, literally giant they are. Yeah. Bodybuilder, huge. Yeah. So just imagine 80s steroid WWF at its height. Yeah. And that's what they look like. And they're just systematically beaten by a dude wearing, one guy wearing a gold mask, one guy wearing a black mask, constantly being beaten as they've grown up. Yep. So they have a hatred for this. One hated a guy in a gold mask, one hated a guy in a black mask. And yes, and when they finally were old enough and big enough, they wore the respective golden black masks and went out and were made to fight each other. Yeah. And naturally, the helmets come off, they figure out that they're brothers and they escape and go on a journey. Yeah. So you forgot to mention that Richard Berryman, who is John probably... Berryman. Sorry, yeah, John Berryman, who is most famous for The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, being on the cover of The Hills Have Eyes, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He is the guy that's like the head of the prison that's beating them all the time. The dirt master? Yeah, because he is the master of dirt, obviously. Apparently. But yeah, I think he does a really good job. Like, I don't know if he is a great actor, but he plays the bad guy quite well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, so he's been you know torturing them, tormenting them. And then, yeah, they fight each other and realize that they're twins and escape. 
Yep. So they go back to their sort of childhood village where the rest of the Ragnicks are. Hilarity ensues. They meet up with another girl who <laughs> has been locked up by the Ragnicks. And then from there, they kind of go on an adventure to rescue the queen. And... I must say, unlike my retelling of the story here, it does actually flow quite well compared to, say, when we watched Sword and the Sorcerer and bits of that dragged quite badly. Oh, yeah. And then when we watched Beastmaster last month, that really dragged. I found that we were probably 45 minutes in before I sort of went, well, it's dragging a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because I've watched this movie so much and I know what to look for. Oh, it moved at a nice pace. It wasn't too bad. I yeah. Mean, the acting wasn't huge, but it did look nice. I'll give it that. Like, we, we were watching a pretty good DVD rip, I assume. I think it was, yeah. And it it, it was very well filmed. Yeah. It, it was a canon film. You know, they're not known for being the most expensive, but they weren't the cheapest either. No. But it was very pretty. Like, you look at the credits, a lot of Italian names in well, there. Well, it so. was filmed in Italy. Like, I think it was probably two, five or six, you know, Western, Western names, names yeah. and the rest of it was Italian. So, yeah, yeah but, I mean, it, it looked good. The, yeah. the weapons were sort of not quite as good as Beastmaster level, but they were definitely a lot better than Sword and Sorcerer level. Yeah. Um, costuming was pretty damn good. Um, the effects until the end, I think, were quite good. So... The end is that they have to rescue the ruby from some magical lands where there is a dragon that guards the treasures. And the dragon just looks kind of like a sock puppet. I don't know what it looked like. Oh, yeah, well, it wasn't good. And yeah. the bit where they kill the dragon and they get covered in the dragon's blood and it's like a green sort of oil that goes over them is pretty cheesy as well. But, yeah, cut a long story short, they kill the dragon, they rescue the ruby, they find out that the girl that they've been with all along is actually one of their tribe and then she becomes the queen of the tribe and everyone lives happily ever after. Yeah. But saying that, when I was a kid, I saw this on video. I never remember it getting any other release on the video. video. It was released in 87 and I think I saw it at least in 88 or 89 and I can remember watching it a lot when I was in year 12, so that was 89. And I remember enjoying this movie quite a lot when I was younger and I enjoy it just as much now. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was fun. <laughs> Didn't have a lot of set pieces as far as fights go. Like, they weren't very good. They weren't very good. Like, the Barbarian Brothers aren't good actors. No. They're sort of big. They look impressive. And one of them has that sort of catchphrase, laugh, like a, honk sort of thing like that he a does. Yeah. Sort of sound. And yeah, it was sort of like this traditional fantasy film, yet they were sort of New York boys almost. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And the girl that they were looking, you know, that sort of became queen. She had a very 1980s vibe about her as well. Well, the teased hair helped. Just her personality and yep. sarcasm. And the way and it was written was very 80s as well. Yeah. like Unlike in, say, Beastmaster or Sword and the Sorcerer, where they talk in that ye olde way. We're trying to, yeah. Yeah, there, there's none of that in this. It's very much they just talk how they talk. And I think that could be because they're not very good actors and they couldn't no. do an, you know, do an, a no, voice so or an accent. I remember watching this because I, I had a mate, the mate who got me into wrestling, in the 90s, was a bodybuilder. And yep. he loved all that stuff. And he'd seen this. And I think I watched this when I got back into wrestling. Okay. I think I was just going through that phase of watching everything. And I, I, I watched this, and I think only the once. I never watched it again. But I do own Think Big on VHS. And I think I still have it. I don't, I don't think that made the cull. <laughs> I think I kept that one. But yeah, Think Big is the Barbarian Brothers, but they play brothers who have a truck. I think they both own a truck and they do, you know, that's their thing. They need their money and they get involved. Hijinks ensure they get involved in the crime in some way and they get money and it's sort of like this and that. But they play up to the fact that they're dumb bodybuilders. That That's their shtick yeah. in, in Think Big. 
That's kind uh, of their shtick in this too. Yeah, and there's another movie, Twin Sitters, which yeah. is a bit like Mr. Nanny, but imagine two Hulk Hogan's, not one, and they're dumb because that's their shtick. They're just big, dumb bodybuilders. Yeah. I, I don't so I've, I've actually seen... seen Twin Sitters and think big more than I've seen Barbarian Brothers. Okay. But I think that's the whole oeuvre of the Barbarian yeah, I, I haven't seen, seen DC Cab though, so maybe no. I have to go watch that. Okay. Well, I hadn't seen any of their other movies. And as I said, they turn up in the deleted scenes of Natural Born Killers, which I was quite surprised about. But yeah, there's just things about this movie that stand out to me watching it now. I probably didn't pick up on it at the time. Is the costuming is very different to most of the fantasy stuff we've been watching. It's very sort of Native American inspired. Uh, there was some interesting costuming in it. It could be I, I, probably um, like yeah, Aztecs yeah. and that sort of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of like lines painted over eyes and, and just face paint in general. Obviously, it was filmed in a hot area because there's not a lot of clothing that they're wearing. The Barbarian Brothers just run around in loincloths and Kara, the girl that they're with, is running around in like a little fur bikini. Richard Lynch's costume is pretty full on with a rather elaborate codpiece and there's one stage where they go and find these sacred weapons and it just looked so much like he-man like the sword he had was very he-man he had like this sort of strap on strap on breast piece chest piece sort of thing that was very reminiscent of he-man's armor The music just had that vibe very much the 80s cartoon he-man there was a couple of scenes where the music just sort of just made you think of He-Man. Mm. And even in that, speaking of things that it reminded you of, just that first scene when there were, there's like a chase scene across the plains where they're in, Mad Max. Yeah, they're, they're in, Max. like they're covered wagons and the baddies come along on the horses and it, it is very Mad Max. But even to the point where it's like Mad Max maybe stole from them because they were the entertainers in their covered wagons. They were the, the jugglers, the storytellers, the dancers. One guy was breathing fire. Yeah. So... To get the bandits off their tail, he was breathing fire at them. It was a bit like the Doof Warrior from Mad Max that Fury Road. Yeah. I say Thunder Road, but that's another thing. No. Mm. Very much so. Copperhead Road. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. Bit of Steve Earle. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I have a real soft spot for this movie. As I said, I've watched it a lot and I have watched it fairly recently. I know I've definitely watched it within the last couple of years. Okay. It is something that every now and then when I feel like something, a bit of you know nostalgia, I will dig this up and I'll well, watch it. Well, I suppose it. there's nothing wrong with it. Like the dragon at the end or the beast, whatever you want to call it, what they got to fight at the end was it was shit. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to put it. No. It was shit. They went big. They go, we're going to kill this big beastie and they tried. Yeah. They, they just failed in the yeah. execution. But apart from that, it didn't overstretch and it was kind of fun. Well, as you said, the, the fight scenes aren't overly well choreographed. But they're over quickly. It's not like uh, they know the limitation. The yeah. director actually did quite well saying, all right, we, well, they can't act and they can't fight, so let's not have them do a lot of it. Mm. And it worked. And the humour's still there. Admittedly, they're pretty simple jokes, but there are jokes in it that you laugh at. There, there's midgets, so that's got to be good. But as far as you know, going off our little track of what we were going to watch, I'm kind of glad we did. Because yeah. we were going in that trap of everything that I thought I really liked when I was a kid and I've watched now and thought, well, why did I like it? Because it's not very good. Mm. See, I, w- I still think this is good. No, it was it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. And it was good to watch a fantasy movie that and I was actually good to have enjoyed. A, I think a bit of a palate cleanser because the next one we're planning on watching is Excalibur. Yeah. And that's a pretty serious film by all. And it's a bit more of a film film. Well, yes, it's directed by the same guy that directed Zardos. So. And Deliverance. And Deliverance, yeah. So obviously it's a serious film. Yeah, so uh, I don't know, it may not be the fun no. the fun romp. 
that but we anyway. sort of needed now before we got to that. Yeah. A nice little Barbarian Brothers palate cleanser. Yes. All righty. Well, there's not much else we can really say about Barbarian Brothers. No, not really. So maybe we should just wrap it up there. I think so. We won't be having a Welcome to My World next month because we're going to be bombarding you with our Christmas... Christmas specials. Christmas specials. And then January we'll be returning with our top five for this year. So we probably won't get to watch Excalibur for a little while. So in the meantime, you could probably dig it up and watch it yourself. And then when we watch it early next year, you'll be all prepared. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you, Mitch. Not a problem. Thank you for indulging me and letting me watch Barbarians again. That was good. Or The Barbarians, I should say. And until we see you again, we'll see you again. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. See you.